0: This is Megan and Stacey, and we're back with our bi-monthly, bi-weekly, what we're cooking and eating now episodes, huzzah. These episodes are meant to be bite-sized digests of what we're cooking and eating at home.
1: Quick side note, I do think that bi-monthly and bi-weekly mean the same thing, and I find that very confusing. I do. Do I actually do. But anyway, maybe a listener can jump in and let us know. (laughs) <laughs> but these, in these What We're Cooking and Eating Now episodes, we share six meal ideas with you that you can turn into your own meal plan for next week. We share links to specific recipes that we mention in our free community space where you can get even more dinner ideas in our weekly meal plan thread where everybody chimes in and says what they're doing. I have to admit that I have just ripped people off some weeks when <laughs> I haven't had time to plan myself. Oh, (laughs) I
0: fully have. Or I'm like, I cherry pick. I'm like, oh, that sounds (laughs) good from that person. That sounds good from that person. So if that's not already enough, we have, this is Little Tease, a new plan, a new meal planning little tool, inspo thing coming to our supporting community so soon. So check out both the free discussion board to get this week's links, they're pinned at the top. Um, and then more details about our supporting membership at dinitisfeedyou.com/backslash community. All right, Billis.
1: I am. You're up
0: first. Tell us what you've been cooking this week. Are you ready? I can I'm go ready. first if you're not. Okay. So
1: I think I mentioned this in the episode about getting cooking mojo back: that there are certain dishes that I make that everybody just loves. Unequivocally, and you make them, and you're like, "Oh yeah!" Everybody's like, "This is so delicious," and that inspires you. Picadillo is one of those dishes in my house, and I usually make it like Cuban style, mostly with beef, but sometimes with ground turkey. I've made it actually a couple of times since we've last had one of these episodes, but it definitely was something I made last week. I used a new. I can't believe this never occurred to me before. But I didn't feel like chopping olives <laughs> the night that I made it. And I had olive tapenade in my fridge. And I was like, I'm just going to use a scoop of this instead. And it was great. Like, it lent that olive flavor. I mean, you you know, it plays out a little bit differently because tapenade, the olives are way more finely chopped. So the olive flavor is more spread throughout as opposed to getting a bite with like a briny punch you know the way like a caper or a chopped olive works but it totally worked everybody loved it it cut down on the prep i actually think that i might have used pre-chopped onions and those Dorot frozen garlic we love it this is like short it, yeah, heavy i basically I did so very much. little prep because i wanted to make collard greens and that took more time to like clean and prep those. So it worked great. Like nobody, everybody loved it. There was no issue. And me and Mike and Isaac love Maduros, sweet plantains. Oliver doesn't like them so much. So I also made rice in the rice cooker, but I bought frozen Maduros, which I've never done before. I usually buy them, let them ripen and then put them in the air fryer, which also, by the way, is super easy. But I went to a market that had, like, a huge variety of cut frozen sweet plantains.
0: And I just pulled them out of the freezer, popped them into the air fryer, and they were great. Okay, I have two follow-up questions. One, you mentioned that sometimes you do beef, which is, like, very traditional, or you've done turkey in the past. What do you do this week? Beef. Okay. And then the Maduros, is that you went to, like, a specialty market for that? I, I didn't. Might... Oh, you didn't? You didn't.
1: But I don't know, you know this market has a lot of latin foods Mm -hmm. like i think it's just the neighborhood and so like who frequents the supermarket in new york city sometimes you go to some neighborhoods and the selection is really catered to the population
0: i think that's true in a lot of major cities right like you're gonna find more chinese cuisine in certain neighborhoods and totally so yes. it was just
1: the it was the supermarket that I walked to next to the Starbucks that I go to every once in a while <laughs> it's like <laughs> a little it's like you know two blocks three blocks further than the one I normally go to but there it was
0: I mean that sounds so good and it's actually on my to make list I don't know uh, if you were online very much during the week of our break, where I asked people for quick weeknight dinner ideas using raw oh, yes. beef. <laughs>
1: yeah, they and then I out.
0: proceeded <laughs> to make Aaron McDowell's fry bread tacos instead, mm-hmm. which is like a whole thing involving resting dough and frying dough. Yep. When we could have just had tacos or like taco bowls or something. Hilarious. But so many people were like, you have to make this. And so it's on my to-make list too. Do you have a particular recipe that you recommend if people are not doing like all the shortcut things and can yeah, you share so that?
1: Okay. I will share a link to um, Skinny Taste has a beef picadillo that I've done before. But at this point, I make it so much. It's really, really simple. I just take onions and garlic and I throw it in there. Then a little tomato paste, cumin, salt, then the beef. And then I kind of like taste and go. Sometimes I've put in chopped tomatoes. I don't usually... You know, garlic powder, onion powder, depends how I feel. If you have any, like, sazon, you can add that. I mean, Mm. it's really just a taste and go. Sometimes I add green bell pepper or red bell pepper. If I have it and it's chopped, you can get frozen bell pepper and onions chopped. So that's really easy if you want the shortcut. But I think that the most important thing is the onions and the garlic and then tasting as you go. Sometimes I'll throw a bay leaf if I have some time and it's gonna cook for a little while. It's very forgiving to me. The the real thing that makes it picadillo that I love so much is that chopped olive and that olive taste. I think tapenade worked for me because that olive taste was really distributed throughout. And when I use chopped olives, usually the green kind that are stuffed with pimento peppers, I'll also add some brine because Mm. I want that olive flavor everywhere. So if you're going to chop the olives or follow a recipe that calls for that, add a little bit taste as you go and add a little bit of the brine that might give you that little extra something you, you know, that it's looking for. But it's just so easy. This is a great one to taste as you go because the ground beef cooks so quickly and early in the process that the rest of it is just really about bringing the flavors together and making adjustments. Some people will put like chopped potato in their picadillo you can do that I don't usually do that but
0: yeah if you do the potato in there then do you feel like it still needs the rice or what are other ways to serve it because I yeah, I have never actually question. cooked it at home and so I don't know
1: yeah so that's the question I don't do the potato because I do like rice with my picadillo but I think that you know the way that I've seen potato in Picadillo, it's diced really, really small. Okay. They're like tiny little squares. So you could still serve it with rice. To me, that feels overkill, but I don't know why. Um, it just feels like extra work. And I already got a starch and I got a beef and like, that's what my kids want. And it's not like the starch of the potato is so like satisfying as your starch. Cause right. it's a dice. It's tiny not like dice. equal
0: potato and beef right. at this point. Yeah.
1: exactly raisins i personally skip because we already I all want. know how
0: i feel about raisins <laughs> i, I <so. laughs> don't want
1: raisins in my beef thank you but that is an approach but it's just so easy like you can make rice ahead of time or use frozen rice or put rice in the rice cooker the beef picadillo again you can let the flavors come together and let it sit on the stove for 30 minutes or you can kind of serve it once you get everything in there you know and the beef is cooked which takes all of 10 minutes seven minutes And then cook it an extra five to bring it together. It can be really quick. I love serving greens with it. Collards take a little bit more time and effort. I also love maduros with it. But air frying my sweet plantains, I don't know why I didn't do that sooner. I experimented with sweet plantains in the oven, which works really, really well too. The whole thing, like you put the whole peel and everything in the oven. And then you open it after it's roasted and slice it up. But it's so easy in the air fryer. The only problem is I got a complaint. Guess who did the complaining? Isaac. Oh, I was going
0: to say, was it a cleanup complaint? But go ahead.
1: It was a complaint about, Isaac said that when I put the Maduros, the sweet plantains, the super ripe plantains into the air fryer, they don't come out with that like, you know when they're slicked with grease? Like Mm. you can tell they've been in a deep fryer. You get all that sweetness, but you also get like oily yumminess he misses that when they're in the air fryer but the frozen ones when you put them in the air fryer have that because they've already fried them and we're just using the air fryer to reheat them so he really right. loved the frozen ones actually better
0: okay well i'm i feel that's part of why i was asking where he found them because i'm like ooh we would love that and so now i want to s- start looking in the freezer section and see if i can yeah. find them to stock our freezer okay what else have you cooked this week or fed your family this week okay i'm trying to your face there's one
1: (laughs) because there's one that i will save to the end there's something i made that i did not like
0: i I have one of those i want to talk about too okay okay so
1: i'm not going to make it one of my three i want to be a little more helpful i made a swordfish dish from new york times cooking that was fantastic and it was fantastic because it was delicious It was also a great technique that I want to explain because it was so fast and easy and felt so elevated. I will admit that my kids did not love it, but they just don't love fish. Right. But they did eat it. So I'm also going to say, you know, we don't get too hung up on this, but I know a lot of you guys are feeding littles. Swordfish is considered something that's higher in mercury. So... Some people recommend that you don't eat swordfish more than once a month. If that concerns you, just know that. My kids like swordfish because it has that meaty texture. Mm -hmm. So the recipe is basically called something like, I'll put the link in our document in our community. It's called like herb marinated swordfish or something. But basically you just tap the swordfish dry, season it with salt and pepper on both sides, and then cook it. Literally a little tiny drizzle of olive oil in a pan. Five minutes on each side. You're done. That's it. Set it aside. Your swordfish is now cooked. Then you take a bunch of olive oil. I think it was like three quarters of a cup or something along those lines. Put it in the pan. You put on the heat. You add the capers and you cook them until they kind of pop. You're basically frying capers, right? But you have a lot of oil. Then once they start to pop, they release their flavor. They're crunchy. It's a beautiful thing. You turn off the heat and you take a whole bunch of herbs that you've chopped while the fish was cooking and you put it in the hot oil along with some lemon juice but the heat is off and you let it sit for five minutes to come together then you pour that over the swordfish and let that sit for 10 minutes that's it literally so while the swordfish was sitting and marinating i like pretty much cleaned up straightened up poured myself a glass of wine and like dinner was done i had made a double batch of rice from the picadillo smart so so we had rice that swordfish that really came together so fast and then a big delicious salad with like shredded i had pre-shredded brussels sprouts and pre-shredded cabbage in the fridge already and i mixed that with some cranberries and some pre-washed spinach I think that might have even been it, maybe some other veggies and just tossed it with a vinaigrette that I had made. It was such a quick and easy meal. And it felt it was one of those meals that feels, you know, you feel like you make something kind of fancy at home. And you're like, this, this is great. Like, this is really sad.
0: This
1: is (laughs) a vibe. happy with myself.
0: It was that. That's a good cookie mojo recipe. Also, feels like fresh and light. But, like, in a way that's still comforting when we're, like, still squarely in the middle of winter. Yeah, because yeah.
1: swordfish is is hearty, literally. Yeah. And if you didn't want to eat it with rice, it'd be great with just garlic bread. Like, you could do some homemade yeah. garlic bread or get garlic bread from the freezer. It doesn't even have to be garlic like bread run- or it could just be
0: toasted so that you can yes. use up all that oil. Mm. Yes. Yes. Because dragging it through that herby olive oil, so good so good okay I feel we might need like an a little tagline or something funny for do not recommend recipes you know like in the book world it's like do not finish did not finish (laughs) yes
1: or what's ours gonna be like will
0: not make again yeah do not recommend what is the the one like you don't have to expound on it but what's the thing that you made that you did not
1: like well I'm gonna give you the one that I did but I won't talk about it I made a version of chicken stroganoff. Okay. And actually, I kind of just like made it up as I went, but Mm. there are recipes around. I had chicken tenders left in the fridge, and I was just like wanting something like really creamy and delicious. Uh, I actually didn't have cream, but I had a little bit of sour cream that I pulled out and I mixed with milk, but it wasn't quite enough. And then I had coconut yogurt, plain coconut yogurt. I was like, this is a real iffy situation, but I added that too. And I basically made a cream out of sour cream, a little bit of coconut yogurt and milk Stacey. and added it. It came out so <laughs> delicious. Okay. So delicious. This is not what I didn't want to cook. So okay. chicken stroganoff. It was just hard, like with egg noodles. It was great. And broccoli, plain steamed broccoli. That's the good one. The bad one that I'm just going to say, it's a recipe by a food writer I love and absolutely trust still even after this. It's her recipe on the New York Times for Yuva I'm, I can never say it quite right. It's a Greek word, so then I put more pressure on myself to say it right, and then I get embarrassed. Yvarlakia. Like, yeah? Okay, I don't know what that exactly. is. They're Greek-style meatballs.
0: Okay, that are
1: usually made with rice inside. Hers were a chicken version, so that immediately I was like, mm. I think. But of them also, as you're being the chicken queen lamb.
0: right? So then your expectations are also raised. You're like, okay, like, it's on. Nobody now. in my family liked it. Oh no, like no. No one finished dinner or they just complained no, and said. No, everybody finished, but like it had like a
1: weird bitter taste. I was like, it almost made me wonder if I used uh, the Durat garlic, which a lot of prepped garlic will let you down. Like a lot of prepped garlic
0: like has a funny flavor, right? It like, can be a little bit bitter because they just like hammer it to get it chopped all. And correct. then it's like sits in the containers even if it's in the freezer it's like almost pickles
1: yeah right but the durat has never let me down it's had good flavor it's minced it's fresh and then frozen
0: but it did call for a lot of garlic and i wonder if the fact that i use the durat garlic sometimes it's a volume thing right like if you're using one of those little cubes or two it's not a big deal but then when you start to get above that and you really need that garlic punch you're also getting more of the like bitter briny bits too
1: it was not good <laughs> and i think because chicken we were using ground chicken instead of beef or lamb or a combo that garlic bitterness really stood out and then i was like even if this didn't have the bitterness and it was just real garlic and i'd spend the time it, i think it called for a lot of loaves of garlic, like maybe five or something. I was like, "Would I really like this?" I'd like it's just like garlic chicken balls. I don't know. It was just not for me. You know, I have a frame of reference that I'm like, "Yubalakia" means something to me. Yeah. So like that could have been the issue on top of it, but but not also my fave. the
0: kid, the kids and Mike, they don't have that same point of reference yeah. of it being like important to them, and they also didn't like it. Like Oliver didn't even eat his whole dinner. Which is kind of everything
1: and like meatballs and chicken. He'd be like, ah, okay.
0: Right. But like, no. I'm thinking of like the number of times they've made the, you you made for testing the chicken ragu from winter, winter, chicken dinner, Mm -hmm. like every iteration that they were just like so happy to eat up. And then these chicken meatballs, what a letdown. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole
1: Foods.
0: feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals, we get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At
1: HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures, or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen
0: into a room you love spending time in. Head over to homethreads.com slash D I J F Y, short for dinner and I just feed you, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. Home threads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com
1: backslash D I J F Y today to get 15% off your first order. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire.
0: What about you what did you cook? okay i will just segue here because i think there's something to take away which is that even though we're professionals both from like a cooking standpoint from a recipe development standpoint sometimes we're both just like drawn in by <laughs> a great headline or a great yep. photo and we're like this is gonna be great and then it's not oh my uh, god <laughs> Okay, this is something i made over the break but i've been like dying to talk to you about it <laughs> tell me it is this cauliflower potato and white bean soup it's also a new york times cooking recipe i made the mistake of not reading the reviews before i got into it oh. and i was tricked by the photo, which was like gorgeous bowl of like soup.
1: i seen it. I feel like with I was potato to make
0: it. chips on top. Yes, I've totally seen this, Megan. And like yes. lots of chives. And I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna serve potato chip soup to my kids, and it's gonna be like the thing. Like everyone's gonna love it. It was so oh, it's a slow cooker recipe too. So I was like great, it's gonna perfume the house yeah. all day, and we're like all gonna be excited to eat it. And it was so pretty in the slow cooker that I like took a picture because it's like the cauliflower and the potatoes and onions. Mm -hmm. And there's like fresh herbs. And I was like, this is so gorgeous. And even after it cooked, I was like, this is really pretty. And then (laughs) I blended it, one, because you're supposed to. And it instantly Mm -hmm. went from like this beautiful pot of soup to like, if I was being generous, I would say baby food looking thing, but almost like baby poop oh my it. god oh and i was like gosh. okay i committed to this like the d- potato chips is gonna fix it i'm gonna do like a little sour did it not swirl. enough liquid? it was just all it was so many things like i think Damn. it needed a lot more seasoning like more salt but also mm-hmm. more garlic powder onion powder some acidity there may have been some white wine or some white wine vinegar at the end i think i ended up adding a cap full of champagne vinegar but even with like crunchy salty potato <laughs> chips on top it was a no did anybody eat it no it was like one of those nights where <laughs> everyone basically ate garlic bread for dinner oh even i was like i don't think there's enough sour cream and chives To, like, save this this soup. And then, (laughs) I don't know, this is dumb. We sat in the fridge for so long. We're like, well, I'll eat the (laughs) the leftovers. I'll eat the leftovers. And then they never, never did get eaten. And so it ended up in the compost, Um, which is very gross. I am so glad you
1: shared this, though, because they have been pushing that. That's been on the, like, and then homepage of the app for a long time. I even almost got pulled in recently. Don't do it.
0: Don't do it. And then they shared it on Instagram in one night late night <laughs> when I should have been sleeping. I read through the comments where they people were just hammering it like how bland it was how much it looked like baby food tasted like baby food i was like this is just a myth from new york times cooking too like it wasn't like i followed some TikToker who i don't even know i went to like a reliable recipe resource and was so burned okay so i
1: do have to just say i think this is a good moment to pause because it's true I see both sides of it. Like, I want people to hear that reliable sources can be like, can have misses. First of all, there's a lot that can go wrong. There's so much complication. The recipe development work is complicated work. And also, the thirst for more and more and more recipes makes it so that the volume of recipes that any major publication has to pump out is really like in some cases i think untenable but also we make mistakes we like something tastes good to you one time and you test it one other time and it's fine you know and then you put it out into the world and then maybe you test it a third time once it's been published and you're like oh shit like something is off here or i could make it better like that's just the reality nobody in any profession puts out their best work 100 percent of the time But for us as recipe developers, once someone makes your recipe once and they have a shitty experience, you feel really bad that like your work isn't perfect 100 percent of the time. It's really, really hard. So I want people to have compassion. And I also want people to have compassion for themselves that if you've made a recipe and it's come out like shit, you know, there's a lot of stuff that could also be the recipe's fault. Like it's not always your fault. Sometimes it's not you.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it's not you. I was very validated by the the like comments on the Instagram photo because I was like, oh wait, it wasn't just me. Because sometimes you have that experience and you're like, I'm am I a terrible cook? Because like this should all, all on paper this should taste delicious and it doesn't. Like did I do something wrong? Even the uvarlakia, you know, if you
1: were someone who didn't think about food on the level that I think about food, and you use shortcut garlic, which is completely valid. You'd be like, oh, this is a terrible recipe, or I messed something up. And actually, like, it could be as simple as I used this frozen garlic versus fresh garlic, and the recipe wasn't tested with shortcut garlic. That can make a difference. And just knowing that, like, yeah, in volume, using shortcut garlic can actually, like, change the flavor of a dish. So, you know, it's just these kinds of things.
0: It is. It's these little things. Okay, but we promised... Like six recipes that work good. (laughs) Three recipes that work good. And actually what we ate this week, I made the quick chicken noodle soup from, or it's called quick chicken soup from winner, winner, chicken dinner. But then you have the option to like add rice or orzo or noodles. We did the super thin egg noodles and it was very good. I served them with garlic parmesan popovers that recipe's from Yum. damn delicious because i am back on my bullshit with the popovers love that pairing right the popovers cook in the time it makes to it takes to make the soup basically and i love how flexible awesome. that soup is and i know okay so i'm trying to be quick here but i just want to say chicken noodle soup is one of those things that's like so easy for me to riff on but i think that for ella especially who loves chicken noodle soup the fact that it's like never exactly the same like it would be from the can when i make it at home is a little bit of a letdown so i like now feeling like i have the recipe to go back big to big capricorn energy
1: big cap energy because you know i have a story in my first cookbook about meat sauce because isaac was like you never make my comfort it i was like i make meat sauce all the time He's it's like it's, but not it's, not the the same.
0: it's different
1: yeah because i it Yes.
0: So that was a big hit for the whole family. Popovers even, too, because it's been a minute since I made popovers for the family. Perfect, And you do need a special pan for popovers to get them really tall. But you can make them in a muffin pan and they cook really quickly and they're yummy and crunchy and like extra protein, if that's a concern for you. So to make popovers, just let's be explicit here and let's be helpful to make popovers in a
1: muffin pan. You just want to check on them before the full baking time is up.
0: Yes, because there'll be a smaller volume and you should preheat the muffin pan just like you do the popover pan. Right. Usually I just stick mine in while the oven's heating. And then by the time the batter's mixed up and the oven's preheated, the pan's hot enough. And that helps with the oven spring and them getting tall.
1: Little less batter in the muffin tin than in the popover tin? Yeah, a little less. Just a little. I
0: think my, well, because I was going to say, I think my popover pan has nine wells versus mm-hmm. 12 of a muffin pan and so it works yep. out pretty perfect perfect ella requested enchiladas because she had them at a friend's Ooh. house and she said they were beef so i used the beef enchilada recipe from give me some oven and it was very delightful Ten ten will make again and Ooh, i served yes. that with just like a quick Corn salad, like I thawed frozen corn while I was prepping the enchiladas and then mixed it with like some cherry tomatoes and then like a little mayo, some katia cheese that we had left over, some spices, and that was a win for everybody too. Delicious. So, what just literally ground beef seasoned? Stuffed yeah. inside
1: tortillas with cheese.
0: She also adds a can of pinto beans, which I thought was really great and made like a lot more filling and more enchiladas than I think would have otherwise with just like one pound of ground beef. And then I didn't like, you know, you could make enchilada sauce, but I just used the can and right. Very, does the very recipe easy. have a
1: homemade enchilada sauce, or does it call for a can?
0: No, she would, totally uses canned yeah, enchiladas. Yeah, that's what yeah. I would think too. Okay. Yes. Okay, and then also one thing that's nice about enchiladas is like they're very basic, just out of the oven. You know, like you said, it's an onion, ground beef. There's some seasoning, the beans that goes in, and then the enchilada sauce is pretty mild, and there's cheese. So like. Even a lot of picky eaters would enjoy that base. But then you can top it with like more fresh onion and cilantro and crema and like lots of lime juice. And it makes it more exciting for someone like me who's like a more adventurous eater or who likes flavor. I love enchiladas.
1: Do you do the proper process of dipping the tortillas in the enchilada sauce before you roll up the filling?
0: I did not this time. Just because I was trying to make it as quick for weeknight. So just to pour a little bit of enchilada yep. sauce in the, bottom, in the bottom, roll them, and then more on top. And then I did kind of like spoon over the edges because sometimes they get dry and crispy yeah. if you don't do that. So that worked well for cool. the weeknight. Okay, and then the other thing that I made that I... <laughs> It's me again. I don't remember how long ago it was that I was like, I made this tofu sandwich from New York Times Cooking, and it was so much work. I got sucked in this time by uh, Instagram because my friend Grace Elkus, who used to write for The Kitchen, made a recipe for tofu nuggets on on Simply Recipes, and they shared the recipe. And I was like, oh, God, I have to try this because my family loves crispy tofu. It is so labor-intensive. You have to, like... Tear up the tofu. Then you have to like freeze the tofu and like make a marinade. And then there's like basically a, a standard breading procedure to fry them. But they were really good. And my family really enjoyed them. And so now I'm like, did I ruin just regular basic ass crispy tofu for my family? And I'm going to have to make have these every time. Megan, okay. I have a solution.
1: I think because I literally just yesterday got taken in by. Justine Snacks on TikTok, Mm -hmm. who we also mentioned in our Mojo episode, just said, I do this every year, you guys. I need to show you because I love crispy nuggets, tofu nuggets. And she did a really simple version. She barely even pressed the tofu. She tapped it dry. She cut it into triangles. You can tear it all the same. You get a little bit more of that like McDonald's vibe. But then she made... She made a breading. I know it had nutritional yeast. It had some other stuff. You can riff on it. I don't think you have to make it as maybe her point is vegan. I actually don't know much about her
0: dietary point of view.
1: I've just found her recipes and like them. So she uses the slight dampness of the tofu since you didn't fully press it and pat it so, so dry to get the breading to stick on it. And then literally popped it in the air fryer or no, maybe she did a pan. I don't remember, but it was, it looked easy and I bookmarked it. Justine snacks, tofu nuggets. Like I want you
0: to share the recipe with us, but then I feel like (laughs) then I'm just going to be down this weird crispy tofu rabbit hole. I I want to be down a crispy tofu rabbit hole with you. Or usually I just like tear up the tofu and like toss it with some yeah. cornstarch and season yeah. it with whatever goes with, the you know, sometimes soy sauce, sometimes red pepper, sometimes garlic and onion powder, and then just like pan fry it. And I, that that is satisfactory enough to my family. So I don't know why I'm on this weird you like did it. I'm going to go open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say
1: that while we were on break in our subscriber community so that means if you're either a power listener member or a super fan member those two membership tiers get you access to bonus episodes and in january we published a bonus episode all about our favorite ways to cook tofu so if this tofu Conversations making you hot. <laughs> you should go <laughs> back
0: and listen to that. <laughs> okay, what did you serve the tofu nuggets with? Oh, well, we just did our, t- our regular like rice bowl dinner. So I made a pot of rice, I chopped up a bunch of veggies like cucumbers and grated some carrots and chopped up an avocado, there was frozen edamame. Great meal, I definitely feel like they're seasoned enough to have that like chicken nugget vibe, and you, I could have done like that and fries and been like, oh, it's a fast food night or like whatever, a freezer food night. But That's they what were Barry very laboring. Snacks does, yeah. She does it with like a sauce, like it's a dippy sauce. It's like yeah. chicken nugs. Oh yeah, or be good. They'd be good like toss with some hot honey or like some buffalo and. um, I'm so I'm hungry. Put on a bread roll. We have a new okay. Chick Fil A sauce recipe that would be good. in our recipe archive. That would be good. Yeah. So let's get Stacy fed. You can get the recipe links by visiting our free community if you haven't joined us there yet. Why not? Join for free at didn't I just feed you.com backslash community. Or if you want bonus episodes and other goodies, join our supporting community. You can also follow us on
1: Instagram where we are at didn't I just feed you and keep in touch by signing up for our newsletter. A huge thank you to our producer, Samantha Gatzik. I'm Stacy.
0: And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well fed, friends.